This is Moonshine and Music with Joe Shelton. Wait a minute, that's me. Anyway, we're going to bring you some inspiring songwriters, musicians, and maybe some side challenges and other stuff around the music industry. So stick with us right now, because the show is coming your way. Woo! Moonshine and Music starts right now. Welcome to Moonshine and Music, episode 50. Five. Five zero, also known as season three, episode one. But, but you know, the 50th episode of Moonshine and Music. And today's episode is weird because what we've got on are the crew that put together the show right now, which is uh, myself, Joe Shelton, Bailey Shelton, Hi. Brent Schlimmer, and Brent Smith. And... Uh, we're just going to talk about the show today cool. and all the cool things that have happened. So, um, Seats Ramshackle! <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Robots and magic powers! Right? Yeah. I love the, like, shout out there. There's group shout outs going on all over the place, right? Yeah. I mean, the whole show is basically a shout out, right? Well, doesn't it go back to Llamas? It does. It goes right back to llamas from season one. Yeah, Jim Holden. Jim Holden's llama commentary. Yeah. The 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 funny thing about that is that like a lot of people that watch the show may not know is that um, after that happened, I got an alert from YouTube that said there was somebody that complained about animal cruelty (laughs) being in the episode because of the dead llama. Because natural causes. Yeah, and I had to explain to them that like they needed to actually watch it. You know, they were asking me about it, and I was like. Well, you know, was it that or a, that a llama that, died and they buried it? It wasn't like cruelty. They to didn't the animal. kill the llama. <laughs> there was no one killing the llama. Was it that where they complaining about what was on Jim's face? <laughs> Maybe <laughs> that's a possibility. Possible. <laughs> I think that's worse than a dead llama. Fair. There. Jim Holden. <laughs> yeah. Shout out to Jim Holden. It's a shout out show. This is it. This is the shout out show. It, it totally is. And then there was the, uh, you know, right after the Jim Holden show, which we, we shot those shows uh, back then in Brent's back porch of his house. <laughs> the lawnmower incident. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was getting to. <laughs> the episode after Jim, Jeff Kelly kept getting interrupted by a guy mowing his lawn next door, which, you know, we didn't get on tape because, well, we kind of did, but we didn't keep it. Um, because we had to stop <laughs> and wait until it right. was done. Well, in fairness to my neighbor, like Jeff stopped himself like 37 times first. <laughs> <laughs> and then it, wasn't one just, it wasn't just the lawn mowing at that point. <laughs> then it was just a good excuse to give it a break and, <laughs> and try again so we could do another 42 takes. <laughs> exactly. Shout out to Jeff Kelly. <laughs> Think about that mac and cheese that we had that day. Well, what, what, what about the mac and cheese? Brandon Lay, who was the originally one of the producers of the show, dropped made, it on my back. Made mac and cheese, and what happened to the mac Wait. and cheese? Um, he dropped it, but it was still so good. <laughs> hey, God made dirt. Dirt won't hurt. Shout out to Brandon Lay. Yep. Thank you for helping start the show, bro. And cooking. And for cooking mac I've and eaten, cheese. I've eaten, I've eaten Brandon Lay food. And for making a mess in my house. Oh, making a mess. <laughs> Hey. Yeah, another $5. part of that day that I remember was there was a cake on the counter, and it, and it was like savages were like eating it with their hands because it was just kind of everywhere. That was fun. Welcome yeah. to musicians. Well, when, when, when yeah, we were savages. shooting the show in the garage at his house in yeah. the cold, um, 
his sister had left a bunch of junk and if you look in the back of those episodes you can see all the stuff that she left behind at his house kind of in the background right a couple of the things that we really appreciated her leaving behind were space heaters because <laughs> it was like 12 degrees and without the space heaters we would have frozen solid Man. So is that why everybody wore a sweater that first yeah, season? <laughs> yeah, like you, like early in the first season in the garage, you'll notice that like people are like bundled up and stuff. There's one of them I've got like uh, in the first garage. There was really no heat, and uh, that was Brandon Lay's dad's garage, and I had like three sweatshirts on in one of the <laughs> episodes. That's how it works. Hey, it was man. weird between Layers. film dates. It was like you were talking about how cold the garages were. And then the next shoot date was like the July. hottest spring day. <laughs> it's freezing. Oh, we're sweltering. Yeah. Yeah. Pick one, Joe. Yeah. Like and then, we did. We we came into climate control at Books and Brews. That's right. Books and Brews made made it work. Yep. At first, yeah. I thought you were just changing clothes for different episodes. Yeah. And then it was just you kept adding layers. <laughs> Add another yeah. sweatshirt. Yeah. Well, one of the one of the people we filmed today told me that oh, they're gonna think that he just never changes his clothing because he's. <laughs> Wearing the same thing for several seasons in a row. I do make it a point to say, hey, we shoot like eight in a row, and I always wear a black shirt. Yeah, I told her that. But the hat will change. He always wears the same shirt so that people don't ask too many questions. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, when you're shooting eight of them in a row, it's tough to switch clothes all the time, so I just decided to bump it. You know, I'm glad you don't try and do that, (laughs) because it would would just add another layer of hectic. Welcome to family drama, ladies and gentlemen. There's so much going on here when we do it. Like today, you know, we had, uh, this is the end of a day of, uh, I guess we did eight, nine Seven, episodes. I think was that, was seven, it seven? Seven different. Seven plus the two plus songwriting the two challenges. Is songwriting challenges, so it's like nine episodes. And uh, so there's just chaos going on. I don't even know what happens in the back room sometimes because I'm out here doing yeah. that. But I've heard stories. What, what do we got for stories of the back room? Not just today, but you know. Today was was a good one because it was very backroom centric. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there was a lot. You know, well, you know, you had filming going on in the back, so people were fairly respectful of like sneaking in and sneaking out. But I think those episodes are going to be great because you will have those people kind of sneaking in and sneaking out, and oh, yeah. like you know, I'm sure in the background there's you know me people and Garner, me and Garner sitting in the back watching. You know, Tommy and Melissa doing their song thing, you know, like, I'm sure we're right there, you know, like, oh, in the shot. I, I saw where you were sitting. Yeah, someone you like, know, like uh, oh, yeah. came in, started eating lunch. Right, yeah. In the background. They're really, really in here since we've been to the Books and Brews, like, the back room's kind of been, today was the biggest, was the biggest, like, kind of push to the back room because... Robots and Magic Power had all their stuff, and you know, like there was a, oh, yeah, there was right. definitely a preset kind of spot in the green room feel to the back room. No, we're not selling the show much, saying the, the well, green room was better. But the, I mean, it's not wasn't better. Day, it was just there was cool. a party in there. Like somebody so, had like a yeah, retirement yeah, party right. or something in there. There was a party back there. It was, uh, it was like a sensi event. It was someone yeah. like selling things to their friends, and oh, I right, opened right. the door, yeah, yeah, yeah. and my um, my freshman year honors professor at college was like standing on the other side. I was like. Vanessa? And she was like, Bailey? (laughs) Vanessa's a regular here. Shout out to Vanessa. Thanks for teaching me about literature. She's awesome. Yep, Vanessa Vanessa Rapids. Yep. That's right. Yep. Yep. She's a regular here, Mug Club member. Yeah. Books and Brews, you know, regular. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, and um, we we do want to thank Books and Brews for housing us and all these episodes here because it's nice and climate controlled. There's beer available. 
you know, there's food available. We don't have to like have a caterer like you right. know, Brandon was. I've had no, so not in my house where I have to clean it up. It's yeah, not nobody has to clean. Yeah. yeah, the bartenders are going to handle it later. I swear, I have a return of the king every time I'm in here. It's the best sandwich. It's. It's the only grilled cheese that I find acceptable at this point. I'm telling you, right? It's on Texas toast. It's got like a centimeter thick, like melted cheese. I, I know I'm just advertising, but they are our sponsors. Right. So um, I have like pizza rolls in my house, so it's not. <laughs> you know. It's no return of the king, but yeah. okay. I mean, Look. it's got layers of bread and cheese in the middle, so it's basically a grilled cheese sandwich. You know, and we would want to shout out to our friends at a local fast food place where we stop on the way here to get iced tea because there's no ice. No. This book's in Bruce. No, that's true. So we always, like, fill the thing up completely to the rim with ice before we get in. And then we pour whatever drinks we get from get here. Get some in. ice. Yeah. Books and brews. Ice. No. Ice, ice, baby. We haven't had anybody sing Ice, Ice, Baby on the show. Well, Not it's yet. an original yeah. song show. It is true. We only do original songs. That's yeah. tough. So if we give Vanilla well, Ice You know, that's, that's an interesting thing, I guess, to, ch to chat about. We have uh, genres, mm -hmm. you know? We've tried to have every kind of genre on the show. I think we've had... Um, hip hop for sure, yeah. Yeah. and we've had country, like R and B. There was been R. There was an R and B guy. Yeah, Cole, you know, uh, we had uh, we had um, Cole. You know, is absolutely kind of an R and B. Yeah, yeah, cat. yeah. We had um, blues a bit. Uh, we had some blues today. We had uh, Joshua Powell, which is like more of ambient. A, he kind of sounds like yeah. um, indie. You know? I was, yeah, I was thinking about this while he was playing, but he kind of sounds to me like a mixture of Hosier and Bonnie Bear. Oh, because sure. Because he has yeah. the right. like the smooth vocals. Right. So many textures, and he's just playing it all himself, which is a really, and really that, cool and thing. That, uh, Joshua's falsetto is unmatched oh, in the city. He's a beautiful <laughs> Just that. I'm just waiting for you to get some K-pop on the show. K-pop? K-pop. Well, there's no what Korean, about shoegaze? You know, can we get shoegaze on the show? Shoegaze? I don't know. <laughs> we can get whoever wants to do the show that is available and right. is good. And don't cancel at the last minute. Yeah, um, that happens. We've had uh, 15 cancellations at the last right? minute during the we course of We talked about that the other night, yeah. <laughs> which is, you know... It happens. You know, one of the guys, uh, I remember he, like, sends me a message a few minutes before, just hit a chuckle, broken wheel. <laughs> what do you do about that? Nothing. Nope. Point wagon the wheel and keep going. What we do is we have an hour left in the schedule. <laughs> that's what happens with that. Joe I mean, Shelton gets his own show that day. <laughs> yeah, that's he true. makes videos for his uh, uh, new up-and-coming album. I, I make music videos. That right. day. Yeah. Um, uh, that's what you did that day, wasn't it? Why not? I mean, right. you know, we're here. We're here. There's somebody's time. coming at four. It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I um, uh, the the um, but we were you know you're talking about the falsetto, but the amazing singing voices. Across the board. Oh no! Everybody that everybody you know. that you've had has been has been a great. You've had a lot of great singers, and oh, you know, yeah. like you know, of course, the stuff that goes underneath it is varies in insanity. Some people are like Joshua Paul, or you know, like that have this layered thing going on. Amazing, but their singing voice is really what kind of jumps through from the show. You know, right. like each of the each of the people that have been on the show, like I've noticed that watching all of the episodes, is that no, it's it's just like a it's a litany of great singers, and whatever they do underneath it is great. <laughs> it it also, always adds to the it always adds to their vocal, but it's never the thing. You know, mm -hmm. it's never the like. 
everybody that you've had on has been a very like it's it's been singer oriented other than Garner and myself doing the like songwriter challenge there you know like we, and we don't want to give it was anything. a blast we loved it and and it was the kind of the coolest thing that's happened here in a minute. Um, I think that honestly the thing I've noticed the most from doing this show is uh, just how hard it must be to make it in the music industry when we can have like 50 shows and everybody who comes on is like pretty good right you know? oh, yeah. and that's just indianapolis right you, well, i mean yeah. some of the people are from around they've come in like right. we've had a couple people from ohio come in right but it's not like we hit up every single artist in indiana no, right no. So. no right and, and realistically there's so much going on in indy right now and i i continuously hear people lament the fact that indy doesn't have a music scene like are you do you not even leave your house because that's the only way you could possibly think that that indy doesn't have like everything that you've seen on on moonshine and music has been on par with anything you've ever heard like it doesn't matter watch austin city limits sure it's you know it's the big names blah 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 but the quality of music has been consistently excellent yeah. I've, you know, as somebody that... And some it, of it's just been stripped down, too. It's not like the full... Right, and, yeah, yeah. and you're only getting a little piece of it, exactly, yeah. with this. You know, like, you're only getting that slice of that one human, you know, making their thing. Uh, you know, I haven't lived in, in, in Indianapolis all my life. I've only been here about 10 years. But, and I grew up in, you know, little town Indiana. To come to Indy and, as a musician, kind of be able to dovetail into a scene that's already really working. You know, like I didn't, I didn't have to like make anything special to like fit into the scene. I just like kind of did my thing, and I came in as a you know as a hired gun guy. That's my lot in life. <laughs> I jump in. You, you, you want me to plan your thing? Yep. <laughs> you got a show, you, you know, you need somebody at the last minute? Yep. You know, like that, and that's the pervasive attitude through the whole city, it seems like to me, is that everybody that I meet in the scene is kind of equally ready to promote the other people on the scene. Oh, yeah, you know, it's it's very supportive. Um, it's, like, I do comedy, and it's not quite the same, because comics are horrible people. <laughs> Hey. Musicians are more fun, and they, they help each other more. All musicians think they're comedians, and all comedians think they're musicians. It's a, it's a nice trade we have going on. Is that really true? Do you really think you're a musician, too? No, but, it, but it's a fantasy, right? You know, like, you have this, like, dude, musicians get to play for, like, thousands of people. You know, like, yeah. you have that, like, there's a level of comedy that falls into that. Oh, yeah. Dane Clark, you know, or... You know, any of the like big name, super in the round comedians, that's a rock show. Yeah. You know, and yeah. same thing with like you watch Dave Grohl or any of the like, like they have a shtick in the yeah. same way that the, the comedians do. And you see that throughout any any music scene's got that going on. It's, it's yeah, about their the performance. Music, the music yeah. is more collaborative, which I think is one of the reasons. Right. So it's less personal. You're right. It's yeah. it's super personal, but less like informed by the individual yeah. yeah right you know as a comedian i'm sure you you know it's like it's all you that's all yeah. you you're born to be lonely and as a musician you're <laughs> you're kind of either born to be all you or you've got to collaborate and yeah. the collaboration scene in india is great you know you've i think you've done a great job of like oh yeah kind of pulling network, pulling honestly. those like or at least shining a light on it you know like you, you're not you haven't necessarily a, 
today we made a bunch of like, oh, you know, you know that Seahorses is getting played in an open mic next week. <laughs> you know that like, you know, air mattress. <laughs> like, love, love, love is in air. What is that? Yeah, that love is in the air mattress. You're, you're giving away stuff for uh, the later shows, saying. but yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> look, tuned. yeah, keep, keep, yeah, stay you're tuned. You're gonna want to see the There's stuff that's, songwriting that's challenges. Happened. Those are cool. So yeah, I think you've done a great job of like kind of pulling it all together in a weird way that like allows people to collaborate in a way that they haven't. Even if it's just to like show up and support their fellow musicians that are jumping up on this little stage for a dozen people that are hanging out to play later. <laughs> And you know, yeah, talk about every show. You're yeah, right. Come to hang out. You're right. And there's always yeah. right. There's always a few people that kind of pop in that aren't really involved, but they show up. Well, I mean, the thing about it is, and you know, part of why I wanted to do the 50th show this way is, you know, people that are watching and stuff. If you can get it here, it's just so cool to be in the it room. It is. It you is. Know? Right. It's not like you 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 don't you only see part of it. When you're here in the room, unless you know you're like I'm producing the show or whatever, right. I see every piece. But yeah. most people that are here aren't seeing everything because there's so much going on at once. Right. I watch the shows just to like catch what I miss. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sid or whatever. You know, like yeah. You know, you end up talking with your fellow dudes or whatever for an hour, and you're like, oh, I missed a whole bunch of stuff that just happened. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. that, that happened to me twice today. Where it's like, oh, I really meant to be right there for that. But, you know, something else that was involved in today, you know, like I ended up talking to Tommy for an hour before I even knew it was an hour. I was like, oh, wait, did we miss? Oh, we missed that and that. Like, how did that happen? We were only talking for five. Oh, it was an hour. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Everybody's been like so cool to hanging out, watching the, the other uh, artists do their thing, too. And like, I've. Yeah, I think it was awesome when the the songwriting challenge finished up to hear an actual room of people applauding and yeah. like whooping. Right. right, yeah, yeah, it was a great idea. I, yeah. I love that. You know, and, and everybody that was involved today, all the four of us were absolutely like enamored with the idea. You know, like we all had a, like that moment of like and of like. <gasps> This is what we're gonna. Do. Oh, now we're excited about it. You know, and it happened in the first five minutes of the challenge because you only had an hour. You know, you you had 60 yeah. minutes, and you know, like Bailey's like, nope, you're going now. Like it's the time starting the timer. Everybody's like, oh, sh okay, we gotta let's get on this. You got I, it done. I, you know, I've been really, thinking I'm, about the 60 minutes songwriting challenge idea for a little while because I was in this thing that's called the Random Band Challenge that's put on by uh, Square, Square Cat, Cat Vinyl, and um, which is a a record store in Fountain Square for people that are out of the music town. venue cool yeah, originals music venue and they have people draw a band out of a hat and then they have to draw a topic and that they have to put in one of their three songs and they get three months to write yeah. the songs and then they have a big competition well, I didn't really want it to be a competition because like musical competitions to me are a lot of the right. time kind of lame. He doesn't yeah. want to bring for the prizes. It's, it's, it's no, like, yeah. how do you figure out who? Yeah, the art better? prize is the biggest you know, like malarkey. Generally, in what happens music. is you know, like at the Random Man Challenge because I participated, like all of the bands are really good. So whoever won is you know completely Very random. random. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's the, perfect. The for winner the... is almost like random. They might as well just draw it out of a hat. Yeah, so they won. Yep. And so. 
Um, I didn't really want that. What I wanted is the challenge of, hey, can we shorten that from three months to 60 minutes and see if we can come up with a solution? Can it be done? Yeah. Can yeah. it be done? And I, I, do I, it. You know, I, I think proof of concept that. happened today. Like, you know, and it's really, I, initially, when you were, we were talking about this the other night, I was like, you know, like an hour. Uh. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know. But, you know, realistically, you know, collaborating on that with another person, like, you know, 38 minutes. You know, like when you're, when you're up against that. the clock too. I think the thing would be, and I haven't like gotten to see the footage myself yet, but the thing is that it's like, okay, all the BS has to go away. Right, right. Like, we definitely formulated the guessing. The there like, was definitely like a section where we we're like, okay, we're gonna do, we're gonna do intro, verse, chorus. You know, intro, verse, verse, chorus. Verse, you know, like we laid it out before we wrote anything. Right. It was like, oh, let's just kind of use this and throw it all together. Right, I also right. think it, it's a good idea for people watching that are songwriters that like might not be like in our scene directly. Right. Oh yeah, sure. It's honestly right. well, it gives you yeah, yeah it gives it you a little gives clip. You an insight on songwriting. Well, in, <laughs> in a speedy way, where it's like, oh look, we you know Chris and I talked about it absolutely during the during that hour, where it's like, okay, we have to break this down to the most basic elements, you know, and uh, our song went through, you know, we we kind of decided on a theme and and went, okay, well, what does that mean? You know, like, what do you do? How do you get, how do you, like, walk through that thing? You know, like, we broke it down to a very basic level to, like, get it to the point where it's like, this is a song now. You know, like, what is a song? You know, like, what are these things? What are the like, parts? What are the parts? You know, like, <laughs> yeah. analyzing was a whole new, like, open, open a whole new window to, like, how you approach that. And it, you're right. It, it, will be, it will be super valuable to people that are kind of like, well, you know, I've always kind of wanted to write a song, and like, I don't, you know, like, how do you do? Well, what is it? You know, like it shows you. It shows you how, how that breaks down, and I'm sure that the Tommy and Melissa one had a whole different approach to it. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, we ended up in the same key. <laughs> we, you know, and like we wrote the same room. That's why. We're right. It, maybe yeah, it was the room. Was yeah, it was the green room at the it's Books got and Brews. Right. Yeah, you're right. It's a minor in there. You know. <laughs> that or may F. be the truth. That yeah, may be a the minor case. F. Like that was the. Yeah, it, I laughed when I walked because I walked through their session a minute to step outside. When I came back in, I listened to the last like minute of what they did, and then immediately sang what we had done on top of it at the end. And I was like. That's it. You, she said, "Oh, is that the same key you guys did?" <laughs> yeah, that was it. You know, but so it's 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 really interesting from a like a analytical standpoint to kind of go. People do approach things very similarly, regardless of their genre. You know, like obviously, what happened today, the two different songs were. Completely different, well, you know, yet in the same key, yet in the, you know, like, and people on the same scene that all knew each other, that, you know, like, I never collaborated with Chris in my life, you know, like, I, Tommy, <laughs> right. you know, like, Tommy the, and Melissa haven't played they've together. They've never, they've played together, but not in, you know, more yeah, in a way like, together. we can do a Radiohead song together. Right. You yeah, know, they yeah. can, you know, they can jump in together and augment each other, and, but that was, um, amplified a hundredfold by the fact that you had a time limit and there was a goal-oriented thing and, and yeah, a topic that's just right. completely off. Yeah, the wall. yeah, some yeah. yeah, some random thing that you know, and yeah. but then the take that happens from that, you know, like what do you take away? Yeah, I think it's really, it's it's 
it's a very educational moment in the well and, and you know and part of the thing that I'm uh, when we're doing the show all the time if you go back and watch all the episodes I generally ask people how they write songs mm-hmm. you know because the lyrics you know, first or I'm bringing music, in, I'm bringing or in songwriters and I mean that part of it is interesting because there's so many different ways to write a song right and if you're a songwriter then you kind of know that uh, you know after you've worked with a couple other people writing songs or whatever but you know even the artists sometimes they're like huh you know like you I know, hadn't you thought about my, it that way I hadn't thought about how I you know they don't they aren't analytical about it in some ways sure and, it's just their process and then, and then other ones people are very analytical right which right. is and they know every little we, like detail of right, their song as we've come through the like, show I steep my tea for three minutes and yeah. suddenly take the bag out yep. or a half <laughs> cup of milk in no more no less and then I sit down at the chair facing northwest, yeah. pull out a ballpoint pen with three-fourths of ink left, and I start writing. <laughs> magic. And that's when the, ma- and that's and the, that's the when only the way the magic happens. happens. Right, yeah. But it's not the only way the magic happens. No. You know, it's like, that's the beauty of the... And you know, yeah, I think I think you over know, the course of the 50 we've shows, had, we've had all these people from all kinds of different walks of life, and you know, they have a commonality in that they're all songwriters. True. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they also have, you know, very different backgrounds, very different ways that they come approach anything in life. And um, to me, that's one of the most interesting things about the the show and the interviews. And see how yeah. people see how people got there. Personalizing it, you know, like that's the thing, and I and I think that's a that's a key to even you know as a musician to like promoting yourself. It's not so much like look how great a songwriter I am, look how great a guitar player I am. It's more like can you make that personal connection with the person that's listening? Can you inform them like I wrote this song because. And then they say, I've been there. I've yeah. been in that spot. You know, like, and that personalization that you may not get from that first blush listen to the song. But once they tell you the story, you know, and that's what this show has done, is that it's brought the story into the song to the point where it's like, oh, now I know the person. Yeah. And that personalization makes it so that you are invested. More connected, you know, like, yeah. You're right. It gives you an investment where you're like, oh, I've been there. I've been in that person's shoes. You know, like I've had a bad breakup or I've had a, you know, a shitty marriage or what, you know, like whatever it is that you've got going on in your life. You know, like somebody's writing a song about that. Well, and somebody, comes- you know, and it, and it works and it get, it brings you in. It's It's why you buy Chris Wilson's album, you know, like. When you, you know, like I had the, I had a moment with the Chris, the newest Chris Wilson album, who you've had on, obviously. Right. And yep. He was blah, episode two. And I, I had a moment with the new Chris Wilson album where, like, I was driving in the car. I had just bought it. I plugged my phone in, so it was on the, in the car, and I, you know, I'm listening to the album, and two songs in, I'm crying, while I'm driving, <laughs> like in. And half of the reason is because I know Chris Wilson. You know, like I know he's got the sad bastard locked up, and it's not. And it's not just shout out to Chris Wilson. Shout out to Chris Wilson. And it's not just a. And it's not just like a. It's that it touches you in a way that you recognize. You know, and and this show has absolutely done that for a lot of different artists that I wasn't aware of. You know, like. You know, I, I've known pretty much the names of everybody that's popped through the show over the last couple of years, and but well, it's I, one year, so 
You mean it, no it, more it, for less? The last couple seasons, let's yeah, say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The last couple seasons. God, it's felt like years, huh? It does. <laughs> um, but you know, like every once in a while, somebody pops up where it's like, I don't know who that is. Like, why don't I know, you know, like Joe obviously has an insight somewhere, has another like little insight mm-hmm. that I didn't catch. You know, it's like, oh, because <laughs> we're, we're in about the same spot. You know, with you booking this and me booking acts, you know, it's, it's about the same click. And um, so I, I find myself like looking for the shows of the people that I don't know. Not, you know, like I know, I know Jeff Kelly. I know, you know, like. For me, it's mo- been cool, like, uh, like I'm, I've known a bunch of people and just like worrying more about them that I didn't know. Right. And then the new people just kind of starting fresh with everything. And it's the first time I've heard them or their music. This all ties together and you're like, you just you get it more. Exactly. Yeah. You know, well, like, you it's know, that I personalization like, that makes uh, it Brett great. Brett and I generally, uh, you know, I, I, we ride here together and, mm-hmm. you know, I come pick him up and we pack all our stuff in the car. And, you know, then, then pretty much the drive here every time is we're talking about the different people that are going to be on. Yeah, who's, who's on today? And, 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 and I'm like, you know, uh, this is the cool thing about them, or the, you know, and, and um, because to me, it's, it's interesting how I come about booking some of the people sometimes because people will send me things. Like I'll get, you know, oh, yeah, get, and, and it won't there. just be the artist. It'll be like friends of the artist or fans of them or whatever. He has tons, oh, yeah. tons of panties that have been sent to him. And I'll get stuff. Right? <laughs> I'll get these emails and it'll be like, you know, you have to check out X, you know? And then, you know, sometimes it's hard for me to get to them, but then I'll like go and listen to it. And I'm like, whoa. That was really cool. And then, inevitably, the weirdest thing is, like four or five days later, I'll be playing a show, or I'll be playing in an open mic, or a, a songwriter night, or something, and that person will end up being there. Right, right. You know? Just and, a and kismet, like, you know, like, oh. Well, yeah, like we have um, uh, Daisy Abercorn is coming up in an episode that we shot today. And John Harden had told me to listen to her a while before, and then we ended up at the same place, and I right. heard her. Yeah, was she was like, super. I, yeah, I, was I ended like, up yeah. talking to her today quite like, a bit. Yeah, well, yeah, absolutely, we need to have her. You know? Right. <laughs> and so it's like uh, you know this grapevine kind of deal sometimes, mm-hmm. where well, I John- haven't really heard of them either, and then suddenly I've run into them, and I have this weird thing with me where... Um, you know, and I'm sure other people have it too, but I'll run into somebody and then I'll run into them several times in a week. Right. <laughs> Never met them in my life. Suddenly, like, they're here and there Everywhere, and I see yeah. them, like, four times. You know, watch times. where you're going more, Joe. Run into people. That's yeah. Cam Melton. Cam Melton is the, is the epitome of that for me right now. Like, yeah. That dude, like, showed up out of nowhere about six months ago. <laughs> And I can't, like, you can't shake him. I can't shake him. Like that dude well, shows like up. You or, want to shake he's so good. You know, like that's the thing. You, you know, know, like he's one of those people. Uh, you know, uh, the the episode uh, of the last season, twenty four, which is you know like two before this one's going to be mm-hmm. on, is Cam Melton. And by now, people so will have known that yeah. that was um, just an epic performance. You know, and, and when I have um, brought some people in, and I've seen him play, you know. Um, shows, you know, four or five times. Right. Like, I had cam. It's like, then they get up, and we've got all these lights and all these cameras set up to do, like, a four-camera angle shoot of them right. playing. And inevitably, like, they just really, really step up. Like, it, it's, yeah. like an, right. it's like a whole different level. Like, I've seen them, like, five times, and then, like, Who are we? Today was amazing. Who yeah. were listening to on the way here? Cam. We were listening to yeah. 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 Yeah, I thought it was just, like... Shout out, Cam like, Melton. Yeah. I was, like, listening to this mix produced, from the uh, show that's yeah. next week. I thought it was yeah. a produced single or whatever. Yeah, he's like, this isn't the radio. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, that, right. I did, yeah. I did a podcast with him yesterday. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we're on Indie Tune. Tune Radio, yeah. you know, like that's a, that's a cool thing. But yeah, it, in the studio, like just that person, that personability that he has, like that guy screams professional for no good reason. You know what I mean? Like he's he. He plays amazing. He sings amazing. He he's a good-looking dude. You know, he's got the he has the best hair in Indianapolis. Shout out Cam Melton's hair. Um, but shout out to Cam Melton's hair. But it's one of those things. Like and, you know, and, you were talking about Chris Wilson earlier, and um, and the thing about that is that Chris and I are really good friends, and we played at this place for six months, like every Tuesday. Right. And 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 we went and did this. Uh, you know, he came to do the show, and that was the best I'd ever seen him sing. Yeah, I'd right. seen him That's sing what I mean. like you not know, just like three or four. Right? Like, yeah, I saw oh, him yeah, sing yeah. Like forty times. You know? Right? It's the red light. It's the red light syndrome. You know, like where when the red light's on. Yeah. If you're if you're in the if you're the right person, red light on means you've turned on the you've turned it on and a lot of people do you know i i think you've seen that over and over on this show yeah or you if know, you're like, like carrie ray and the shaky legs they come in and oh they're just like they're doing their sound check and everybody in the room all the melting, other artists are sitting there with their jaws on the floor oh. i mean they were so good just warming up right and then yeah. they started playing and like the light came Kicked on it up a notch, and it yeah. was even like <laughs> And yep. we, we were just floored. Am I right? Oh, like, yeah. Like in my garage, was, I'm like, this is possible in this shitty garage. Right? <laughs> that's, the beauty, that's the beauty of what this you got be going on here. Arena somewhere. That's this the beauty of the podcast is that you have that, you have that beautiful, like, there's really, at the end of the day, there's no pressure. But the pressure is just the right point. What's your Jeff Kelly? Unless you're Jeff Kelly. Shout out to Jeff Kelly. <laughs> 37 takes. Well, you know, other people have had some takes. He just happened to have the most. Right. <laughs> Let's not act like other people haven't messed up. Hey. We, we, we do a good job of editing out all the takes. I mean, you know, if we didn't, we'd still be watching Jeff Kelly's episode right now. Right. Because there was a There's lot. There's four a lot hours of, of footage of Jeff Kelly screwing up. Almost, yeah. You know, the thing is that everybody loves to tease Sorry, Jeff, Jeff because Jeff gets along with everybody so well and that's like he the is. biggest he's one of the best of his... promoters of, mu- of local music in the city <laughs> you know like shout out to Jeff Kelly for yeah. being like the guy you know on Take 92 he finally nailed it that's well right. and really uh, the biggest shout out to Jeff should be that Jeff is the reason that Brandon Lay and I met and, there you go and that's started why we started this. the show there yeah and so um, you know there that's is that's what I mean he's one of the best like pushers of like Everybody of the scene, you yeah. know, it doesn't matter whether it's like guys that are videography or dudes that are doing, you know, like solo singer songwriter. Just push my shows. We play all covers, you know, like it, <laughs> he likes what everybody's doing because the scene is what it is. It's it's it, it's as cool as anything you've seen anywhere in any city. You know, like it, you can talk about Chicago, New York, L.A., blah blah blah, but you know what it. Those cities are so narrow in their focus. You know, it's like, oh, there's that, that the, the L.A. sound or blah, blah, blah. Like, Indy has... Dude, the show, is, the show is a perfect example. Like, there's been soul and hip-hop and folk guys and... Americana. Progressive rock dudes, Americana. Yeah. You're like, 
name a genre. It's well, it's and, been and, in the last. I, 50. And we've had, uh, you know, uh, and I've tried to do this. We've had different levels of people too. Yeah. We have people like Frank Dean, who's played on every big stage that you can right. think of. Yeah. You know, and opened up for really big acts. Yeah. And uh, you know, and and done some stuff. And we had Jenny Devoe, who's like played with John Hyatt. And, right. You know, and, and well, she does her own thing. Yeah. She's like one of the few like self-promoter superstars of indie. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, she'll fill up just about anything here. Right. That she plays on her own. She doesn't have a management company. She doesn't right. work with a label. She does her own thing, and that's that's something to aspire to for a lot of you know a lot you of know, locals. Shout out to Jenny Devoe for yeah, teaching Jenny me to DeVoe. be more professional in every little step of this. By right. the way, right, it, it, it's the de- the devil's in the details. Because when you start working with her and talking to her uh, outside of it, I mean, every little detail matters to her, and that really like you know that was something that I learned that wasn't even part of being on the show or whatever. It was just doing it. Right. It was like Hanging oh out. you know yeah you know we're we're mixing and she's like she wanted to be involved in that. And it was like, well, that's cool. And then she like gave, you know, hey, I'd like it if this was a little better, and uh, you know, maybe a better at right. doing the, the right. audio. Right, gave you a different insight into how to change something up that your your, you your normal process was this. And oh, oh, you're right, that is better. Yeah, and she was, you know, she's really, really, really detailed, and that part of it makes her a great artist. Absolutely, you know, because there's so much detail that goes into making, um, you know, things that people really connect with. Right, you know. And, um, and when so. you care about what you do, and I think that's really the scene, is that that the people that, that are pushing, that are helping other people, they don't just care about themselves. You know, they care about what's going on. Like how, we said this, I said this earlier, the rising tide raises all boats. You know, like when the scene lifts, everybody kind of, lifts with it you know yeah. you get you get better performances on that one-off little stage for 12 people for a podcast then you, you're gonna get on a Friday night at you know in a full bar right you know like it, it, it's a better performance why because those people care about how they present themselves and they you know and who sees it and and what what's going on it doesn't matter if it, if, if the podcast only catches a, a hundred views or whatever it doesn't matter like it's still important to that person to yeah. like you said detail oriented it and it's well, you know and we get about four times as many listeners on podcast right as we do views video views right which I thought would be the opposite when I started right. doing that. that's like an insight thing that you just don't yeah. think about it's like you know because we do a lot of work to make the video look pretty good Mm-hmm. But it, I'm apparently it sounds good enough on the on the audio side that, that people, people really like to listen. Get it, they yeah. like to listen to the audio podcast and um, yeah, special th- shout out to you people listening to us. Like yeah, I awesome. love all of you guys. And right. you know another thing is we would love any feedback that people have if they want to like send us notes or like email Joe at MoonshineMusic.com. That's my Restaurant email. Restaurant gift cards. That's good. Feedback. You know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Type money. it into the description of too. my Venmo. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Target but, uh, gift card. Well, you know, and and um, you know, this is episode fifty, but we got coming up some good people. We've got the sixty-minute songwriting challenge, which is starting on season That's three. That's gonna be crazy. So yeah. great. And then You're another thing it. that I've been working on that I, I, I want to announce here in episode fifty is that I'm going to do this yeah. thing called the Moonshine Circle, which is going to be a songwriting circle that um, we're going to bring in people, and you'll be able to go and do a real Nashville songwriting circle see the uh, some of the people that we've had on and some people we haven't perform at this place called Logan Street Sanctuary that's in Noblesville it's a great place Um, and uh, we're we're gonna have um, 
you know, it's going to be on Friday night, like in prime time and all of that. So it'll be a good venue for people to come and see it. But we're also going to film it and put it out there for the podcast audience and uh, video and audio. They'll be able to hear it and listen to uh, a songwriter circle uh, pretty much in its entirety. So it'll be a little longer thing. Uh, But I, you know, I look forward to giving it to everybody out there because that's something that um, when I've gone and played in them and I've played in them in Nashville, I played at the Bluebird Cafe, you know, um, when you go into the, the songwriting circle like that, you just get so much extra out of somebody because they they start to hear what the other guy played, and they're like, you know, I got something that's similar to that kind of story. Yeah, let me, and let like, me and move that so, along, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's not as planned as it may seem in those things yeah, yeah. a lot of the time, and uh, so I'm excited about that, that new... Uh, venture that we got going with the show. So we're going to have three different things here in season three with regular profiles of artists. We're going to have the uh, 60 minute songwriting challenge and we're going to have Moonshine Circle starting up with the first show April 12th at Logan Street Sanctuary. The performers are still to be announced, but they're going to be good. Of course. (laughs) Yeah. As always. You haven't had anybody bad on. Come on. Yeah. I'm I'm I've been very happy that everybody you know, I mean, when you hear them, you think, that, you know, these are pretty good and how's it going to come out. But when they come on the show and they just lay it out there and just do the best performance, yeah. that's just awesome. The other you beautiful know? thing, I, I don't think you're even running out of people at this point, really, are you? You know, like, no, I mean, indie scene, not really. you know, the scene here is, <laughs> is expanding. Like, I run, in, you know, as a booker, I run into people every week where you kind of go, where did you come from? What, do you know so and so? No. Do you know so? No. You know, like let me hook you up into that inner <laughs> circle of people. Like you're right. You need to know these people. You know, like and I, and I think that's a nice thing about the scene is that we do have that. You know, like and you you do it too. You know, we all kind of do it. Like, oh, do you know so and so? No. Oh, well, you you absolutely well, need to be this you know, person. I mean, you, you do booking for books and brews. Right. And I don't know how many people I've sent your way. Right. I mean, exactly. <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, like, yeah, Don, he, he, Don and I talked about that tonight too. You know, like he does the Irving, you know, summer circuit on the, you know, on the back porch of the Irving theater, you know, and we talked tonight, you know, and said, you know, we, we made the first kind of like deal of like, oh, well you, you see somebody new throw them my way. I see somebody new. I'll throw them your way. He, told me three names. I told him three names of people that <laughs> neither one of us had heard about. It's like, oh, look out for this person. Look out for this. You know, like, okay, cool. You know, like, here, let me let me send you a quick link to this person. You know, we just did a quick exchange of that. And, you know, we do that. You know, like, everybody's kind of does that. It's, like I said, I, I keep touting the Indianapolis music scene, but I think come it's on. Indi- well, you know, and I, I, indie music in general. Like, um, I, I have this uh, playlist that I put out on Spotify, and you guys can go find it. It's called Indie Amazingness. And it's not indie as in Indianapolis. It's indie as an indie artist in general. Right. Because I come across people, you know, if they're coming through, if you're an indie artist and you're watching and you're not from Indianapolis and you're going to be through Indianapolis, let me know. I'd love to have some of those folks come on the show. We're not just about uh, Indianapolis, Indiana. We're about indie music in general because all of those indie artists need more. Uh, More help, more shows, more everything. Uh, Because, you know, one of the things that... uh, I, I think I was talking to you about this the other night. You know, look at tickets for something like the Eagles, and it's 500 bucks to sit in the rafters or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like that, that, that part of me gets uh, a little bit up in hackles because there's so many really good artists that you can see for 10 bucks 
at you know whatever or venue free. Yeah, or free or free shows. Yeah, well, you know, free is objective subjective because sure. mm. you know the places where they're playing for free, you're buying beer and yeah, food buy there. a couple beers. Sure, you're doing that. That's part of how you're you know they're getting the artists there, and then people are paying tips, mm-hmm. you know, to help and always tip the artist. Um, always, <laughs> like always. And tip the waiters and waitresses in there because they need it too. But um, you just see me. You, know, you tip me too. The the, the thing though, when you get to that, you know, people are getting a, a night of entertainment if they go to the Hi-Fi and spend ten bucks, or they go to Radio Radio and spend ten bucks. You know, or one of the music venues or the Vogue. A lot of the time, they'll have people for like twenty bucks mm-hmm. instead of you know, oh, I'm going to spend five hundred. That's like you could see fifty shows for that. You know, like of, the, uh, of equal value, of really yeah. good value. Sure, you know? They, you know they may not have the nostalgia that you feel yeah. for the Eagles, but the quality of music is right there. You know, yeah. like and the singers are just as good. You see them like, in every <laughs> little every little brewery in Indianapolis has on a Saturday night somebody amazing that you can go see. You know, it happens all over the city every single weekend. You know, we we, we try our best to kind of like push that and say, look, just go out. Like that's really the, that's really the key. Like, I don't know that I've seen a bad act in indie that I can that I'm willing to name. <laughs> and, you know. You know, like, but oh, but I've seen bad ones at open mics. So I'm not um, gonna lie. Well, open like, mics a whole different scenario. I, I, I hate to be like, you know, uh, the, I've seen people at open mics that just completely. I'm like, what? Are, what are you? What was that? Like, Good job. You know, keep trying, like, man. You know, you know. Yeah. I mean, but you know what? But you know what? They got applause too, didn't they? Yeah, and that's they the do. thing. You know, and like they get supported. Them, though, you know, what's really are, cool is when you see somebody that they came the first time and they were just god awful. They didn't really like. You know, you could tell they were nervous. They kind of like right. really got off the rails and then like six weeks later they come back to the open mic that you happen to be at and you're kind of like okay Okay. and then they like play something and they've like noticeably improved yeah you know it happens regularly and and, and it's really cool i say that to all the open mic people and you know hosting an open mic myself it's like if you feel like you didn't do very good tonight you'll do better next time because the physical sense of messing up in front of you know, an audience teaches you something that you didn't know. Yeah. And next time, you won't. You will. You might make different mistakes next time, but they won't be the same ones. It's always because, different on stage. Yep. Every time yeah. you jump to the stage, that last thing you did informs that. You know. Well, and the more yeah. you play in front of people, and that's the beauty of the open mic scene here, is that yeah, you you see everybody from the top end, fully professional smooth badasses that roll through the indie scene you know and then you see people that are literally as green as you could possibly be at open mic and still some legs legs shaking like visibly shaking people (laughs) but you know what you know sure well you know i've seen that happen big boys get I've seen it happen with really pro people that, like, you know, I I I told Craig Helmreich this that he's it's just Craig. Yeah, yeah. And um, the first time I saw him play live was at Square Cat Vinyls Open Mic, and he was playing a song that he had written that day. Yeah. And like, I saw his hand tremble, and I was like, you know, that guy. I he's played lots of big shows. You know, lots of famous people. Yeah. 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 And, and, and like he's shaking like I shake when the first time I'm playing a new song. Right. 
And that that really like hit home with me that like you know this is real. I really love that. That's really cool because that's like, totally how you feel. The first right. time you, it doesn't matter if you played it at home four thousand times. The first time you play that new song that you wrote, the first time is the first time. Yep. Yep. <laughs> oh, Shout out to Four Sunday Music, Craig Helmreich. Um, the thing I'd say about like local music and going out and finding it is you'd be surprised where local scenes are. Um, like I'm, I'm going up to school at Ball State. Right now, for those of you who don't know, I'm not technically an indie. I, I travel down every time we film. Um, and the thing that I've found is, first off, I run into a lot of Indianapolis people, like in the basements of house shows in college towns. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I've noticed is, mm, it's almost underground, but the DIY scene is there, and it's huge if you tap into it. It's back from the '80s. I, you oh, know, yeah. like as as an old dude that comes from what I consider the origins of that kind of scene. The DIY indie band was my 20-year-old self. Mm -hmm. You know, like when... Your 20-year-old self is now in vogue. Right. I, Tw yeah. You know, <laughs> college radio in the 80s was what we're doing now. Yeah. You know, like those bands, you know, and, and, you know the bands that popped out of that scene of my college days, like REM is probably the biggest, you know, like we were listening to them on college cable radio. Like we had to actually physically hook up, like it wasn't over, it wasn't over the air, it was cable radio, <laughs> which meant no FCC and they could do whatever they want. The origins of college radio, you know, like mm -hmm. there was no oversight. And, and like now we have internet radio. It's right, like and that. it's the same, right. And, and we've come full circle to that back again, where it's like, no, dudes are doing podcasts. That's the equivalent of college cable radio, mm -hmm. two hour show from 11 to one o'clock in the morning. You know, like yeah. that's what's going that, on. You know, it's portable on demand. And those people that were, those people you know? that were in that scene originally, now are like kind of the elders of the scene that have informed the new, you know, it's like, you can do it this way. We've been doing it that way for 25 years. Yeah. You know, like there are tons of acts. You know, Joshua Powell today is a perfect example of a dude that's not associated with a big label or a big anything, but yet, you know, we were chatting earlier. He's like, oh, I just got back from Boston. I just got back from Philly. You know, like he's playing out in the major markets as an independent artist making a living. He doesn't, you know, he doesn't have a day job. You know, like that's his job is this. And there's a beautiful faction of Indianapolis. Probably most mid-level music scenes have this kind of same thing going on. I think we have a really thriving scene. You know, like the people that are doing that, they're like, oh no, like Joshua Powell's not playing indie that much. But when nope. he does, at the, when he's at the hi-fi for his album release, because guess what? Sold out. Yeah. Why? He's only playing 10 shows a year in Indy, yeah. but he's playing 100 shows a year outside the city. Yeah. And those things make well, people and, go, and, and oh, and look. And at one point, he did play 100 yeah. shows inside Indy. You're right. He just started moving out. Right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And and most, I think the, the scene is exactly that here, is that there's this, like, Board, you know the the ultimate spiral. You know, like oh, you you stay here until you get to spin out, and then you're Chicago. Well, and, and then you're and, and, and you know an interesting Cincinnati. thing about that is like, um, you know, me personally, a couple years ago, I thought I would be cool with playing wherever. 
but I wasn't good at it until I did 75 shows in 2017 right. yep. and then 260 last year, you know, and it's a different level when I go in now. Like, right. uh, you know, I know you said that to me one night when you saw me play. Yeah. You're like, the whole thing has changed. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. I'd seen you open micing. You know, uh, well, yeah, we we met at like what Fountain Square Brewing open mic. We, well, it was a Chad Lear's the cover. We had yeah, the to, covers we had to, only covers open only mic. Chad, you had to explain why you like covers. Yep. Yeah. Under right. the influence. That's yep. what it's called. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. We met. Shout there. out to Chad Lear. Yep. Chad Lear. That was about. That's been like what a year and a half ago or so. Like we haven't yeah. known each other that long. You know, like, but. Exact, but the same circle. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. Here's just somebody else that was in the same circle that you just didn't quite. You weren't in the same orbit yet, right? You know, like, oh, then the orbits, and that's the scene here. Is that there's a few core people that, you know, once again, shout out to Jeff Kelly and those guys that are the the middle of the scene. Even people like the Boyds, you know, John oh, Sandra, man, you know, like yeah. they're not music. You know, they're not they're not musicians in the scene necessarily. But they're up. They're a well, hub. Hey, you know, they're a hub of what's going Susie's on. Susie's basement doing Susie's the house shows over there. Lubrook you know, Ranch, Susie. the Lubrook guys, Lubrook, boys Lubrook and guys, they do their thing. And you know, the man cave, which is the Boyd's place, yep. where you know these people host house shows, and Weekly. it's incredible if you go to them. They are, they are for real. Yes. I mean, they're really great. Right. That's it's, <laughs> it's really funny talking to people who aren't in, like quote unquote like in the scene and. You know, you mentioned like, oh, I'm going to a house show this weekend. And they go, oh, it's in their living room. Are they allowed to do that? Won't they get shut down? I'm like, oh, honey, they've been doing this decades. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, this is the thing. You have no idea. Right. <laughs> and then these scenes like real cool too. But like Beyonce, if you want to do the show. Yeah, bring uh, Beyonce. Yeah. Beyonce can be on Moonshine yeah. Music. You know, I'll totally let the Eagles come on the show. Oh, I have yeah. no problem with that. I'm not paying them 500 bucks to do it. We'll but take the can, dead guys, you know. too. You know, like, Glenn <laughs> Fry can be on Moonshine Music. Next. The only what, problem what's the next one, March? The only uh, problem you know, is with the Eagles, we're going to have to get, like, a signed release because they, like, take down anybody's YouTube That's covers. Of them. Probably true. <laughs> Sorry, Eagles. We love you, but... We love you, but you, like, I don't know why you want to take down little people's music that you're going to get paid for anyway because they market and pay you, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know. It's part of the fun. Welcome to professional musicianship. <laughs> Buy music. Buy music. Yes. Don't Support just the stream it. If you really like an artist, go on iTunes and buy their song. Go find their Bandcamp. That's the real trick because they get camp, more money yeah. from Bandcamp than they do anybody else. And if you're going to stream, go to Apple Music. Yes. Go to Tidal. Google. Uh, Google Play. These are the ones that actually pay a lot. Spotify, which is nice in some ways, unless you pay for the subscription, you're really like short shrifting your uh, artist. The artist, yeah. if it's a paid subscription, gets paid about the same as everybody else. But if you're taking the ads, then what you're doing is you get to listen to the song and the artist gets bupkis. Right. <laughs> yep. So, you know, um, it's something that you learn because you see the statement come back. And there's like two tiers in there, you know? It's like, ooh, look, this this person, whoever it was, had a paid subscription for that play because I got paid like, you know, a quarter of a penny instead of eight thousandths of a penny. Right. <laughs> yep. You know? Oh, it's got to play a thousand times, and then you get a nickel. <laughs> exactly. God, I love that nickel. <laughs> a nickel is like, whoa. Yeah, but so come good. on, you know you got to put that on your taxes at the end of the year. <laughs> and it costs so much to make music. You made $11. That, you know, <laughs> 
You know, we really, I really treasure everybody that's bought a CD from me and everybody that's went out to Bandcamp and bought an album from me and everybody that's gone on Amazon and bought a record and downloaded it or iTunes and downloaded the songs. Those I really treasure. I like that guys stream the songs too, don't get me wrong, sure. but the people that buy stuff really contribute to making it so that I can do more music. And but that's the same way across here. the board. You, you know, know, like if you find somebody that your friends haven't heard of, turn them on. You know, like yeah. point him to the, you know, like, hey, put them in your playlist. Go and buy share yeah, your playlist. Go buy a couple of their CDs. You know, it, it's amazing how just that level of support, like, really is appreciated by the artists. You know, I, like, I, I love, I, especially I, the indie guys. You know, like any anybody that's like putting out their own thing and doing their jam has, you know, like, you have to, you have, you have to realize that, you know, those ten people. Those ten people that bought your album for cash money, you know, probably do more promotion for you than a thousand dollars worth of Google ads. You know, like they're gonna go, oh, listen to this to their friends, and you know, like those people are are your core. You know, like and that's it's the it's the up and downside of the current music scenario for for you know independent artists well like, yeah because like the major labels they, they pay them a chunk just to have their music on there they yes. stop per stream no they like they like pay sony music like some outrageous sum to let them have their songs on there and then they pay them per stream yeah mm -hmm. so like that big chunk of money goes to them and they split it up among like six guys yep you know instead of <laughs> right and then there's you know a hundred thousand indie artists out there that get short shrifted by it because, right that are making eleven dollars you know, a year from their streams of thousands and thousands of streams yeah you yeah know, like it's multi you know it's it takes until you hit that well, million it, number you're not dude, even looking it's hard at to get a thousand streams on a song that's what I mean. i'm not gonna play really really hard yeah like i've heard i've seen guys in our scene that are have some amazing songs and if you go out there and look at spotify it'll say less than a thousand on the song yep. mm -hmm. that's the number i always look for when i look when i kind of scan through stuff it's like do you get a thousand that's really hard. It is. I mean, it's and not it is. A, you know. That's a that's a that's a barrier to everybody. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if you look at uh, like Chris Wilson's album, I don't know if any of those songs have broke a thousand. No, probably that's not. That's a crime. It is. He's All five of the songs on that EP right. are amazing. And he has music <laughs> on the on the movie too. Right. And he's had soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, songs you know, on, on the on Lifetime. Right. Yeah. And stuff on Lifetime movies. And right. you know you still go out there and Spotify, and I'm just like I don't understand, like <laughs> you know. Well, you know, and I think that I think that plays across the whole scene. Like as you delve into your local music scene, you are absolutely going to find things on par with anything you've ever heard. Oh yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's oh, yeah. classic. You know, like you yeah. said it made you cry. I mean, that's yeah. what I mean. Like when a, when a local musician. <laughs> When their tune like hits you so hard that you're crying in the car, there's you know like <laughs> there's no match to that. In you're like I don't know that I've ever heard from my favorite artist of all time a song that made me cry in the car. Nope, never, <laughs> never. Like that doesn't happen. I'm not that guy. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm that guy. Oh. <laughs> I'm not, well, not, so, Maybe it's the Shelton curse because right? we cry totally a lot. Related. No, like I don't. Yeah, I don't. I, you um, know, like that's not. Thing, you know, like, but when you're driving and like something, like, and it's yeah. somebody that you know, and you're like, that, I, that makes it even worse, it right? Make, uh -huh. Right. It, it adds to the. It's like we were saying yeah. earlier, that personalization of the like music and the thing that's going on. Well, that's like you know that Carrie Ray song, House Keys. That yeah. thing makes me cry still. 
Right. Like if I catch it at the right time. Right. I mean, you know, it, it's got this choked you up. You know. Yeah. I mean. Wow. That yeah. happens very rarely for songs to me as somebody that feels like a robot 93% of the time. Um, <laughs> okay. That's a number. <laughs> um, that's a robot number. That is a robot I'm number. I'm starting to believe that. Okay. Right. So as somebody that feels like that most of the time, to have something that, like, that catches you and to have that like personal connection to it, go to your local music scene. Find that for yourself. There, It's out there. Like I don't care where you live. You know, if you live in Indy, you know, like I know personally, it's out there. Like I've, I've spilled it already. But if you live in, I don't care where you live. If you, if you live, live in, in Columbus, Wisconsin. Ohio. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. If you live, yeah, you live in like. Oh, we know great artists from Columbus. We had a couple what, of them yeah, on the like show. That's what right? I mean. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. yeah, if you live in any, like, it doesn't even have to be a big market. I mean, sure. If you live in little town, nowhere, Indiana, where I grew up, shout out LaGrange, Indiana. Oh, look at that! Um, the uh, you it's know, like, there's no scene. Too, right? There's no scene per se, <laughs> like that, in the way that you would call Indianapolis a music scene. But I kind of know all the Lagrange musicians, and there's a scene. And that you know, like very recently, a good a good supporter of my old school local Lagrange Indiana music scene passed away a few weeks ago, and. There's literally been three tribute shows to him. Cool. In the area in the last couple weeks. Why? Because the scene, you know, like musicians know each cult, other. Yeah. They cult together. They jump in, <laughs> you know, like, and we all do it, you know, like, so just because we're an indie and we have a big scene with, like, where you could just literally, we could, we could sit here and rattle off 50 names. Absolutely. I have 50 of them right, right exactly. now. That's what I'm 49. saying. We have 49 yeah. names. We work back. We can just Jake look, Schlegel, right, Cam we can just Melson, work that list. the Barney Mugger Street Band, <laughs> Sandstones, uh, Wayne Pennington, Bryce and Taylor. 30 minutes later, we you know, Right, exactly. Like, I have right. all you people. Right. And, you know, like, that's the scene. And you know, we're like, on the way. Sure, it's big. And, you know, it's, it's a lot of people, and you, you can name David them all. Garza. But, David Garza. David <laughs> Garza. The, the underrated genius of... <laughs> Indianapolis right now because well, yeah, well, no yeah. recorded music exists of David Garza. Yes, it does. I mean, like not <laughs> episode one of season two. You're right, exactly. The only way you can find that dude is Moonshine of Music episode one, season two. David Garza. If you haven't watched it, you have to go watch it. Don't even like you know. Usually, I want you to watch the interview. It doesn't matter. Go listen go to watch, the Corner watch. Store. Yeah, in there. Right. <laughs> right. It's just that's incredible. what I'm saying. You know, like each each scene has its thing. You know, even if you're, if you're in a little town, there's a scene there. It may not be what you're into necessarily, but go find those people. Like they're yeah. gonna turn you on to like the next town over's little scene because they cross pollinate, and then eventually you come to the like whatever your mid-sized market is in your state. You find all the Amish death well, metal and you, you know, want. and yes. that's what this is what this show is. Like crazy. Yeah. It's moonshine equals love. We shine love on the music. That's what we do, and we have to wrap it up because we're like right. getting we're really long. We, what a great, <laughs> um, good episode! Yeah, this is the longest episode ever as well. But this is the end of episode 50. I appreciate all you guys that showed up and watched and listened all the way to the end. If you haven't hit the subscribe button and the bell on YouTube, or hit the subscribe button on your favorite podcasting thing, now is the time. Go hit that button and go and listen to all the back episodes and the ones that are to come. They're really good. And I appreciate all of you for being here. And we'll see you next time on Moonshine and Music. Everybody. Woo! 
Moonshine and Music is a presentation of Not Less Entertainment. Copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Our producer is Joe Shelton. Our cameraman, grip, and stunt double is Brent Lee Smith. On cameras and all sorts of other stuff, Bailey Shelton. And our staff guru is Brent Schlemmer. Join us each Sunday for more episodes of Moonshine and Music.